You are listening to a One Flower, Two Turtles audio production. And so I walked into the kitchen and he turned around and looked at me and said, I'm going to show you what The Rock is really cooking. Yeah. Oh, hello there. <laughs> and welcome to another, I think it's the 11th episode today of Hear the Walking Dad. I'm Steve and I'm currently stretching out my back. I'm getting ready for another walk because that's what we do on this podcast. And uh, yeah, what a day. Thank you to everyone listening in Germany, France, Spain, England, indeed, America, India, growing percentage in India. I, I, I'm very thankful for it. I don't understand why, but thank you for listening. If indeed you are listening to this one. Uh, yeah. Uh, what a day. Our eldest is currently on a sleepover. So as you'll know from previous, po- previous podcasts, I do not cope well when my kids leave the, when they fly the coop, even if it is only for one night. But uh, he's having fun. He just gave us a call. He's happy. Um, and uh, I think the parents have learned to make sure to take away all toys and remote controls away from them when they're going to bed. They're going to bed quite early, actually. So it's around about half eight. I think apparently they're just going to bed. Last time we did the sleepover, they were still awake at two o'clock in the morning. So I guess that's the trick. Keep away all the remote controls. So yeah, there's that. Uh, and to be honest, I don't know if you're like me, I've been a bit on, been on a bit of a spiral at the minute, because um, it's a bit of a, it's been one of those moments where you, you, you look around and you just think, what the fuck is going on? Like on top of everything going on in Ukraine, there's been that horrific earthquake in Turkey. And uh, and Syria, thousands of people are left dead, and uh, villages are basically having to dig themselves out of the rubble. Absolutely awful. On top of everything else, especially that Syria's been through, and now they're having to deal with that. So, yeah. So I know it's taken a bit of a somber turn, but on top of that, here in the UK. We have a bunch of absolute fucking melons all in the country. As you know, from a previous... I don't... It's very, very rare that I talk about politics on this podcast, but it's kind of... It's a topic of conversation. Been riots in places outside Liverpool. Knowsley, I think it was. I can't remember. And... Uh, and... To, there's been strikes, obviously, from the a lot of the... Um, public sector nurses are getting ready to walk again because they're not being treated well enough and I'm I, they're not it's as simple as that <laughs> they're just not they're not treated well enough people are leaving in their droves they're not being paid enough they're not being recognized for the work that they do they do deserve a pay they've effectively had a pay cut over the last I would say at least five years uh, doctors as well so a lot of the public sector people are, are striking over pay. And then we find out this last week that our MPs have decided to award, award themselves a just over a 2% pay rise. What a bunch of fucking arseholes. Two, one, 
and go. And we're off. And to cap it all off, because obviously we're here in the UK. Again, thank you for listening from whatever country you're in. Um, but here in the UK, we've started having a, a debate over a topic that, frankly speaking, I thought was put to bed, at least for, a, you know, for what we consider to be a civilised country. We use that word in quotation marks. Say it with me now. Civilised country. Air quotations. Because we started talking about the death penalty again. Thanks to some absolute fuck turnip called Lee Anderson, who's just been given the post of deputy chairman of the Conservative Party by our unelected Prime Minister, Rishi Sunak, um, who has even described himself as the worst person in the world. I'm not going to argue with him on that. Um, but he's that's when you become, I believe, I, I, I hope I understand this right, but I believe that when you become the deputy chairman of a political party, one of your responsibilities is to draw up a strategy for how you're going to cope with getting your party elected at the next general election, which here in the UK is just under two years away. I wish it was sooner. I'm sure a great many people do as well. Um, but Lee Anderson has been caught lying, cheating, being degrading, and bringing up the death penalty. And I believe he said, and I, this is not a direct quote, I might be paraphrasing here, but I believe it said something along the lines of, well, people who are dead can't kill people. That's true. You know, it's a bit like saying people with no legs can't run the, um, can't go on the Tour de France. Right, Grace. Yeah, it's very true. Is it right? No, it's not. Because we're not the fucking Taliban. You know? And it, I got to thinking about this, this debate around um, the death penalty. You know, and people would say, well, you know, if, if anything happened to your loved one, you'd, you'd probably want to kill them. Yeah, I probably would. You know, it's a natural reaction. Is it right? No. And frankly speaking, killing a fucker like that, that means they get away with it, as far as I'm concerned. That means they get away with it. Maybe that's because I, I, I don't believe in heaven or hell. Maybe I think that there is no punishment after this life. I don't know. But uh, I do think that it's it's a very heinous thing to, th to, 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 um, to say. You know, we're in the 21st century, and I, I saw one of these guys I follow on Twitter, I think his name's Otto English, he posted this picture from back in the 1970s, I think he said from 1976, of this, um, this pamphlet going around um, talking about um, um, stop immigration, stop sending money to war-torn countries, bring back the death penalty. You know, this is <laughs> almost 50 years ago, and we haven't learned shit. You just, this country hasn't learned a goddamn God thing. And it's sickening. It's really, really sickening. One thing I did find very funny though, in the news just before I came to the garage, I saw that there are now, there is now a cross-party summit being held, so across all the political parties, uh, discussing the failures of Brexit, <laughs> which is hilarious. You know, several years too late. It's absolutely fucked up, honestly. 
it really is. So yeah, that's the state of the country we're living. Just I wanted to I wanted to bring that up because I occasionally get these little pangs of guilt for bringing three kids into a world that you look around is incredibly fucked up. I think it's more fucked up than what it was when I was my kid's age, but maybe that's because, you know, I didn't know half the shit that was going on. I was just running around in the field pretending to be Superman. Um, I didn't understand politics or any of that kind of stuff. So, I tend to kind of like shelter myself away from that side of stuff and just try and get on with day-to-day life. Because otherwise you just end up being furious. You know, like nurses getting absolute, getting zero respect. Um, and the people running the country giving themselves over a 2% pay rise. Absolutely sickening. But anyway, on to more happiness. I was talking about <laughs> hinting at The Rock. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who is apparently now the man of my dreams. Um, <laughs> by Benedict Cumberbatch. My, my wife is absolutely convinced that I fancy Benedict Cumberbatch. And it's kind of true. It's Benedict Cumberbatch. Have you seen Sherlock? He's awesome. Um, but no, it was a few nights ago and uh, I knew I wasn't going to sleep well just because I was having some kind of, I don't know, episode. Probably thinking about everything else that's going on in the fucking country, but um, I just could not sleep. And uh, when I finally did get to sleep, I had this dream whereby we'd rented, so me and the family had rented out this, this house for a holiday. And uh, we walk into this house and Dwayne the Rock Johnson sitting there, sipping his tequila, taking up an entire sofa, because that man is a mountain, let's be honest. And uh, where's Dwayne the Rock Johnson? And we get to talking to him and blah, blah, blah. Actually, this could be quite a fun dream. Let's see where this goes. And uh, I believe he cooks us something. All very good. And then for some reason, we're out driving in a car. This is when it all goes sideways. And Dwayne The Rock Johnson is sat in the front. My wife is driving, which, by the way, never happens. (laughs) We got this new car a while ago, and I don't think she's actually driven it yet. Um... But, so we're driving, and Dwayne the Rock Johnson is talking, distracting my wife, and we're driving through this open country road at night. And then before you know it, we're driving through a shopping mall, and we're running people over, left and right. And I heard, I heard the crunch of someone's skull on the windshield. And before we know it, we'd stopped, and my wife had been thrown out of the car by police. Dwayne the Rock Johnson had bolted. Thanks, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Disappearing with his tequila. And I'm trying to get to my wife. The kids are screaming. And I wake up with, this, with an absolute jolt. And I think my nose was bleeding at the time as well. Like It wasn't a good night. Uh, so thanks, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, for ruining my dream. Although I should have led with this. I did eat a shit ton of pasta before I went to bed. Far, far, far too much. And it was cheesy pasta as well. And you all know the myth about cheese giving you nightmares. 
I ate enough cheese for Britain. It was ridiculous on that night. Uh, and pasta is definitely a weakness for me. I love pasta. A couple of years ago, I think I managed to go through an entire year without eating any pasta. And I thought I wasn't missing it. And obviously now I'm making up for lost time by consuming copious amounts of it in each sitting. Uh, to the point where I'd had like two bowls and I walked into the kitchen and my wife just said, just take the pan, because the pan was still half full. And I cooked and I can't seem to get the measurements right because last time I'd made too little pasta. This time I'd made too much. And if it's there, I'm going to eat it. You know? <laughs> it's there. So, uh, yeah. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, if you're listening, you're not. But, um, you know, obviously I don't blame you. It's pasta's fault. <sighs> yeah. So that was fun. And the other thing. So... As you know, if you're a parent, one of the joys given to you by parenthood, one of the God-given rights is to embarrass the fuck out of your kids. It is a prerequisite. If you have a kid, you are at some point going to embarrass them. And it's so much fun. It's so much fun. And I, sp I spoke in the last episode, we're, we're, we're really lucky our kids have got great senses of humour. And we know not to take it too far. I worry that I might have taken this one a little bit too far. So, it was Friday night. Um, and we had a, a grocery delivery coming to the house. Which is something that we got into during the COVID lockdown. And we thought, why have we never done this before? Like, it means we don't have to go traipsing around the supermarket for three hours at a time. They just bring it all to your house. It's great. Um, so, they bring this around. It's about eight, eight o'clock at night. And, you know, the delivery driver gives you the crates, you take it and you start emptying stuff out. And where the delivery driver was standing, he can see right the way through into our kitchen. And my daughter's there because she's, she's helping me. Because she's nice like that. Oh, I might have said, give me a hand with the shopping now, girl. Um, but she was doing. And I was kind of like out of shot. I was around the corner by the fridge. And I let off two of the biggest farts you have ever seen like seriously they could have been heard across the atlantic and <laughs> i stood there and i said my daughter's name just like daughter what are you doing said, daughter don't do that and she goes daddy and i know for a fact that the um the delivery driver heard it now i also know i believe hopefully that he knows that it was me. But the look on my daughter's face, it was absolute classic. It was so worth it. Oh, God. So I don't know if you've ever done that. It's great fun. Embarrassing the fuck out of your kids. But now she's spending all her time trying to get her own back. So far, touch wood, it hasn't worked. And I'm still planning the next trick on her. It's not cruel, right, is it? It's part of a prerequisite, like I said. It's your God-given right. Once you are handed that little bundle of joy that you spent nine months preparing for to arrive, you know, deep in your heart of hearts, that you're going to spend the rest of your life embarrassing the fuck out of them. Like, I already know when I get older 
whether I can still walk or not, whether these legs are still going or not. I'm gonna hire one of those electric buggy things, you know, the little motor scooter things, and I'm gonna follow my daughter around a supermarket when she's with all of her friends and just start saying, how much for these apples? And just ruin her. She will crumble. And it'll be great, but she won't, she won't crumble, I know she won't. Last thing I want to do is embarrass her even more. Than, any more than is absolutely necessary. But we were watching, uh, we were watching another film that involved embarrassing your, your kids. It was a Disney cartoon, I can't remember what it's called. Um, but we were watching it. And their mum turned around and said, oh, I would never do that to you. I would never do that to you, please don't worry. And he's like, really, you wouldn't? Anyway, I'm ranting. So, coming up to 14 minutes, I'm sweating like a hog. Obviously, I'm still trying to get rid of all this cheesy pasta on my system. So, I will start running in a minute. But, uh, as ever, if there's anything you want to chat with me about, even if you want to come on the podcast, you know, because I do have that capability to actually talk to you over, over a podcast while I'm doing this. If you don't mind someone being completely out of breath, uh, then get in touch. You can reply to the comments here on this podcast, or um, you can email us now. Hello at the 1F2, no, hello, sorry, get it right. Hello at 1F2T.co.uk, which is our new website. And uh, yeah, looking forward to getting back on the air. Brand new show, hopefully, coming at your ears on the 5th of March which is a Sunday, yeah. And I promise you, I will not be walking out of breath on a treadmill. I'll just be out of breath after running around pressing all buttons and making sure that the internet doesn't break down. So yeah, uh, as ever, stay safe, enjoy embarrassing your kids. And as we say at the end of every episode of Hear the Walking Dad, is nice by advice. You have been listening to a One Flower, Two Turtles audio production. For more information on all our radio shows and podcasts, check out our website, 1f2t.co.uk. Sounds of the 1f2t. The sounds of life.